Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you, but I can't see you. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Oh, wait. <gasps> there he is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> it is marvelous to see you. Thank you for accepting this and uh, coming on here. Let me tell you, eh, Javon didn't want me to message you. Oh, no? no. <laughs> well, how, how come? Because <laughs> he knows his mama gets into people. So he's like, uh, no, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, do, do what you got to do. Do what, what you got to do. My intention is to bring out conversations about mental well-being Mm. And also to create a space for men to talk because mm. that's, what's really lacking is the vulnerability and the sensitivity. I want to tell you how in awe I am of you. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I have tears too. Oh, wow. um, I, how many years has it been since your brother passed? Uh, 11 years. 11. Yeah. Okay. So that day you came over for Javon's birthday party. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. You came into the room with such confidence and security of addressing everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I I was kind of just used to that. That kind of thing. And I understand it's built into culture too, where some, yet some kids are like, it's too apprehensive mm-hmm. because it's uncomfortable to meet new people. Yeah. And especially when it's adults and I am in marvel to know that you were navigating through grief and still mm-hmm. engaged with showing up in life and mm-hmm. having um, the multidimensional of what really life is and how we mask a lot of things and people have no idea of what we're experiencing and how we hide a lot of things. So thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) For showing up in the ways that you have. I've known grief since I was nine because my grandmother died when I was nine and she was like a mom to me. I'm sorry about that. I'm not. No, no. I, well, I understand there were things that I missed out on, yet I also understand it, it, it's making me who I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I'm understanding life is impermanent. And I understand that she's not here in a way of a human form, yet I can channel in the energy if need be. Because for yeah. me, energy doesn't die. It just transforms in a different way. And you have to be able to regulate your nervous system to open up to those frequencies from how I experience grief. So in that I'm, I'm appreciative of the present she gave me for that. Cause yeah. she died uh, four days before my birthday. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So for a nine-year-old and then, you know, going through a funeral with your birthday and all this and not understanding all that yet now unpacking it it's like and i'm sure there's things for you you know 11 years later that you're unpacking about mm-hmm. yourself that shit this was a big thing you're processing the shit and you're using the manure <laughs> yeah no, that's, that's a good analogy yeah 
and, you know, navigating the waters of honoring your brother's energy, his persona, and also not diluting the truth. Mm. Because suicide is something that I notice more and more people are so triggered by it. Yet, if they allow a curiosity, they can see it's it's prevalent in a lot of people. Suicidal ideation is there, yet a lot of us don't want to admit to it, or we don't know how to navigate in it, or we don't know how to feel safe to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because other people just shut it up and package it up. And it's like, no, you can't. And it's like, yet telling me I can't be something that's going on in me doesn't give me the ability to navigate through it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's really true. And I was even talking to my sister about this too, because like a lot of times in school, it's like, even like with like kids, if there's anything that like, if a book, like there was a book that, that came out, it was called 13 Reasons Why. I don't know if you heard of it. Have you heard of the book? No, I haven't. No. So the book was about like this girl who, um, it was about a girl that killed herself. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember the school, it's a long, it's like a whole story of like, of like um, her going through all of these tough things throughout high school. But in the end, it's about her killing herself. And I remember the school like just took, I, and I had mixed feelings because the school just like took it out of the, of the school. They took it out of the libraries and kind of just said, we don't want the kids reading this. But like, I felt like that was almost like an opportunity for them to be like, you know what? Let's tell you why we want to take this out. Let's talk about suicide. But they just kind of just like, oh, that's had suicide. Let's just get out of here. We don't want the kids even knowing about it. But like, you know what I mean? I feel like that was an opportunity to say something to the kids. You know what I mean? Uh, I see more and more. There's the avoidance of conversations and acting yeah. like kids can't find out information. Yeah. Especially in this age with the internet and everything. Like, <laughs> But even when you were going on, there were, there were suicides that were going on. Yeah, no, it's true. Or you saw the self-harm of people overdosing on drugs or drinking too much to black out or, you know, having to get their stomach pumped, all these kind of mechanisms to deal with pain mm-hmm. and acting like, Oh, well, if it's out of sight, out of mind and we don't, and it's like, that's not educating yeah. our generations. No, no. <laughs> And it's belittling those that are experiencing it as if it's a taboo. And I can't even talk about my own like light lived experience right now. Yeah. For you back at, you know, 11 years ago, you know, I'm just going in the narration, like my brother committed suicide and this isn't something I can talk about openly. Yeah. You know, yeah, it did feel like that in moments. And like, even with you talking about like the vulnerability thing, it did feel weird. Cause like you said, it was like, especially like with like men too, it felt like this weird thing of like, I, I want to talk about it, but like, it's like this, you don't want to like feel like weak. Like there's like this persona that men got to be like tough and it's like emotions. You just wear them on your sleeve and it's just like, it's whatever. And it's just like, it was, it was tough. Like trying to, I was, I was only like 13. So it wasn't like, I felt like I was like a man, man, but it still felt like oh, I'm in high school. Now I got to like, try to like push through it. But I, eventually I did like hit a wall where I was like, I need to talk to somebody, but it was definitely very, I was very trying to just like put it to the side. And I figured if I did that, if I just didn't think about whatever, then it would just like fade away. But obviously it doesn't work like that. (laughs) Depression and repression do not work. And long-term they have a big impact and you have more work to do yet. It doesn't mean that the work is daunting. It's Mm -hmm. actually just coming back home into yourself. 
into your sensitivity, into your vulnerability, which takes some maneuvering because the nervous system is so used to putting up the defense mechanisms of we don't feel this. We don't talk about this. We don't look at this and feeling unsafe. What would you like to see for men's well-being? I just, I don't, I don't know how it, it would get there, but I just, I just want, I would like for it to be more comfortable for people to, to open up. And I think it's, it's slowly getting there because even I, I always look at things like through media. So like, I always look at like, like movies and stuff like that. And I just see the way like people are portrayed and just the way they, uh, they show characters like in movies and like in TV shows and stuff. And like, yeah, you'll have like the macho, like men still characters. You'll still have a lot of those characters, but you you still see people that like, like that like feel and like, and, and I, and, I only really learned this term mostly just because like my little sisters is like, cause they're like on like TikTok and stuff. Like there's a whole like e-boy and stuff like that. What is an e-boy? You're, you're educating an, me. <laughs> an e-boy is just like, it's just like an emotional boy. So like, oh. it's literally like you get like these guys that are just like, they're more feminine, but like, they're not, they're, they don't, they're not gay. Like they don't like um, guys. They just like, like just being really feminine. Like they'll just like, they'll put on uh what's it called? Like uh, mascara. They'll put, I mean, this thing is, is existed. Like they, like you look at like Michael Jackson and Prince, like they were like, they were like, like a, uh, like mm-hmm. feminine. They're um, artistic. They're, but, they're yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just feel like those type of guys are like way more um, like permanent. Like, mm-hmm. I guess, like I even saw a little bit more out of it. Like when I was in like, uh, like university and stuff, I feel like those dudes weren't, I don't say they're like weren't as common, but I just feel like it's, it's definitely more, and even through music, it's definitely more common. People just like make a whole album about, I mean, R&B is like a good example of like people talking about their emotions, but I don't know why. I just feel like it's definitely more prominent. I think over time, everything's be, everything becomes more prominent, but I just like a space where you could just get two dudes talking on a podcast, talking about their emotions. I still don't know if we're there yet. <laughs> there are, there are dude, podcasts like that. Yeah, no, there definitely is, but I feel like. I don't know in your generation though. Yeah. I, I think like maybe just just below me it's 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 coming up more and then like I guess as your people are like looking like reflecting on their life they're like yeah I definitely could have been but I, I want it to be a come like common space I am I'm just thinking about like on the high school of like how you could get there I think I guess it comes down with coaches if like a coach is like hey guys um if you ever want to I it probably have to be a more one on one thing because I don't think I don't think people would really want it to be like hey guys if everyone wants to talk about life whatever like my office is open. I don't know if that if that process like works because then- I don't know because there's hesitation in that also because a lot of sexual assaults and mm-hmm. teachers and coaches taking advantage of those vulnerable states with other oh, people. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, those are the things that the schools are becoming apprehensive because when you're vulnerable, you're in a state that other people can take advantage yeah. of. And mm-hmm. so I think it needs to be in a curriculum. I think yeah. it needs to be that's, mandated yeah. as a class. Mm-hmm. I think that's if we want education in a proper way, these are the mandated classes that we start understanding what these emotions are. Cause most people yeah. have no idea. Yeah. They're like, Oh, there's just happiness, sadness, anger. That's it. It's like, what? No. Like, what are you talking about? 
uh, it's multidimensional and you don't just experience one or the other. Sometimes you can have all three at the same time. It's yeah. not just that, like it's complex and it's not yeah. black and white thinking. Well, to, to jump in, because like, I just realized that I had a, I had a stress management class when I was in university, but it wasn't like mandatory. It was only like, if you wanted to be in it, you took it. So like, yeah, I'm like, I'm in university. I got like two midterms next week and all these, like, like I, I let me get into the stress management thing. So like, I tried that and I was like, as I was going through the whole class, I was like, man, I was like, I'm learning so much. Like I that, yeah, that just brought that memory back to me. I'm like, why wasn't this in high school? Like, why wasn't there an, like, if there was an option, kids probably won't, would probably wouldn't take it just because then you like, you're admitting that like, oh, you're taking stress management. Like other kids would be like, there's that stigma. But if it was mandatory and I feel like they could tie it into health class because like, they're going to teach you about the body, like, 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 like the sexual organs, teach you about hormones, all those things. Why not just throw like that other stuff, like right in there? It's like, it's right there. Like, why are you guys not talking about this? Like, it's supposed to be like health. Like, why is that part not part of health? I think that that's definitely something that needs to be, to be put in there. Like, I understand why that's not part of health. What do you think would have helped assist you when you were 13 going through that with Kyle, when he transitioned? Hmm. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause for a second. Yep. I'll answer that, but I just want to plug my my thing in because yep. it's about to die. What was your question? Um, when you were 13, and when Kyle transitioned, because yeah. hindsight is 2020, what are the things that would have benefited you? Hmm. That's a good question. When I when I think back to that time, I feel like I think it would have benefited me to talk more with my. Uh, it definitely would have like helped me more if I talked like more to my dad. Like we talked, but I think we were both such like in a like a huge like thing of grief that it was tough to like really like we like we, we like we talked, but I think we didn't really get like. Because I, I guess at 13, or you know, I'm trying to like process what's what even like happened. You know what I mean? It was just like, okay, like yeah, Kyle's like really gone. It's like, what you say? You start questioning your faith, like and everything, right? It's just like, oh, like how would, like how did he get that sad? Like how did I not know? You know what I mean? Or how did uh, how did none of us know that he was upset? Like it's just like. It's one of those things where just like you see him every single day. We're like sitting there playing video games like it's normal. And like a 13-year-old, like, oh, he's just like, oh, he's just upset today. Or he doesn't want to talk because like, I don't know, maybe something at school is bothering him. He's like, yeah, I'm just 13 years old, right? So it's just like, like, I don't understand like, like um, what what's going on. And I think that, yeah, it's a tough thing to say because what would benefit me? It was just more, I think I would have benefited from talking to somebody that, like went through a similar like uh, experience i guess because to this day really i don't know anybody else that's had someone close to them like commit suicide but there, it, I, there was like a brief moment where like i mean it was, it was completely different because i was like oh man like that's tough but it's different because my friend when he was in university his dad committed suicide so i was like that i was like that's like it's it's just, i'm not like ranking them but i'm like oh it's such a different thing like that was like your like maybe you're like your role model. That was someone that like raised you versus 
this was something that I grew up with. So it's like different, like emotions, different, like thought, um, thought processes of like, that was a person like I asked, like, Oh, what do I like to ask questions to or something like that? They can ask your older brother questions too, but just like a different dy- dynamic. So I think some talking to someone who kind of went to like a similar thing, which I guess I still really haven't gotten at that time. Definitely would have been like, if they're like, Oh, things get better. Uh, you should like, not like telling me what to do, but like, this is something that like, i went through this is something that i did i think that could have like definitely helped me a lot because like i'd say even though that i tried to um, still like i guess put myself out there still like surround myself with friends and like uh, play sports and stuff i felt like that definitely could have helped me because i felt like i was kind of like just still scrambled up here and that idea of suicide was definitely in my head like every time i was like really upset or something really bothered me i'm like I'd always be like, man, maybe I should just do what Kyle did. Maybe, maybe that's the 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 release of like this pain. I, I think I needed someone to tell me that, like, no, nah, that's not that, that's not how it, it should be. Because like I I had those similar thoughts because I went to the same thing as you, and like this is that's no, there's more to life than that. I, I'm still here, so like, clearly, um, I I found like other methods, but I think at the time it would have. Again, it's the, we're talking about the whole hindsight thing. I think it would have helped like, the process. It took me a lot longer to get to like where I am now and still working on myself. Um, yeah, I think it definitely would have helped that process. You feel that the working is that you're trying to remove something from yourself or is it acceptance? I think for a long time, it was more of acceptance. Like I was trying to accept the fact... like. Because it's a weird thing too, especially as like a little kid. Like it sounds like really like ridiculous, but you almost think it's like a bad dream. You know what I mean? I was uh, for a while, like I didn't this I haven't really told a lot of people this, but I always felt like I was like, no, he's gonna show up. Like this is just like he didn't actually do it. He did like it was just like that was someone that was someone else that looks like Kyle. Like he's he's gonna come through that door, like or it's like this is like a really bad dream. I've had like this really realistic bad dream before. Like everyone has like had a bad dream where it felt like really, we wake up and felt really real. It felt like a bad dream. I was like, oh no, he's, he's going to come back. And then in those moments where you like, cause like it, I'd have those moments where like, he's going to come back. And then I'd be like, then I'd be like, no, he's not coming back. I get really sad. And then like later on, I would have been like, no, he's going to come back. He's going to come back. And now it was like a really weird time that it was just, yeah, it was accepting. It took me a while to finally like accept it and yeah i've I've definitely accepted it now but it took a long time to finally find that that acceptance it was really confusing like really confusing to understand i know exactly what you mean because like i said when my grandmother died when i was nine it was like okay this she's gonna come back yet there was a dense feeling of like no she's not yet that that hope of no 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 this reality isn't going to be like this now like this is Mm -hmm. just some awful dream and it's you're not gonna have to carry this and it's like oh but this isn't going away and i'm having to carry this thing and what the heck is going on um yeah it's very confusing was there a reason why it took you so long to do therapy um yeah i was uh i was afraid what they're gonna tell me to be honest i think it's a lot of people if you don't really know much about therapy, you think, like I said, I thought they were good. Like I thought therapy was literally them like telling you what to do, or I'd feel like they tell me that what I was doing like was wrong. I don't know. Cause like, I felt like I got out of, I got to this place where I was like, 
okay, I feel motivated. I'm doing a lot of things. I was like, this feels right, which really I was just like, I was just pushing stuff to the side. Like I felt good because I was trying on my most, like not to think about it. I was like, I think a part of me was just scared. I was like, oh, they're going to tell me that what I'm doing is wrong. Like I, I think that's what is like a big, a big fear of fear of mine. And even when I was doing it, I was slowly thinking, I was slowly feeling, I was like, oh man, like she's like, cause it was like, it was a female and she was like, oh, she, she's going to keep, she's going to tell me what I'm doing is wrong, but she never did. But like, I, I constantly had this fear. Like sometimes I wouldn't even tell her things. I'd be like, oh, I did this. And she, and like, I would be worried. She'd like, like pry, pry, pry into me. I, I was definitely worried of like them getting like too deep into me. Like, oh, well, why do you do that? It's just like, I don't want to, now I got to really think about why I do do that. But that, that was, that that was a big that, that was a big fear. Yeah, your defense mechanisms were up because you know you're bullshitting yourself in certain places. Yeah. Yeah. And and you have to thank the nervous system for that. Cuz mm-hmm. it, it's trying to protect you. Yeah. And so it has a de- defense and it's really it's it's yeah. Yet um I want to commend you on your self-awareness. I appreciate thank you. It, it took me a while to get here but but I appreciate you saying that. It's, it's that self-awareness to hear this voice and not be it and observe it. And it's like, uh, and the feelings and stuff. That's the thing. It's, you know, emotions we tend to identify with when we forget that they're simply feelings and they'll pass through. Yet we constrict them. And like you just said, it was difficult to be honest. Yeah. Even yeah, though you're living, you're living your, your life and it's like, Yet to reveal the nitty parts of it, I don't know how to do that with somebody. Yeah. And that's part of, you know, what the world has created. It's we're more dishonest than we are honest. Mm-hmm. It's it feels safe. Mm-hmm. I feel it feels safe because like once you when you're honest, that means like you're 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 opening yourself up, like you're putting yourself out there and then you're it's almost like you're waiting for someone to bring you back down. But if, but if I stay down here and I'm not honest, then I don't have to worry because if my lie is like, like if someone like confronts me on that lie, then it's like, oh, it wasn't true anyway. So it's like, whatever. But it's when it's your truth and then someone like hits on it and it's like, oh, that's me. Like they're, they're coming at, like, it feels like they're coming after you. Yeah. And that's where you need a safe space with somebody when they're asking the questions that, they can also pick up on the cues when you are dysregulated and your nervous system is feeling under threat so that mm. it's like, oh, wait, you don't feel safe right now. And that's important because when we don't feel safe, we take certain actions that we're not even aware of. All of a sudden yeah. you yell at this person, you throw this, you do that because you're not feeling safe. I'm going to bring you into a reflective question. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask you to go back to your 18 year old self. Okay. And I'm going to ask you to bring this awareness and you can offer three words to your 18 year old self. What would they be? When I think of myself at 18, I think of someone who is very, very confused and someone who is easily influenced trying to figure out I was like okay well what am I gonna do I didn't know what I wanted to do so I did the victory lap because uh honestly like Javon helped me get to do that too because he took the victory lap because he was said he was trying to figure out his stuff so I was like that's a good idea I should do that too next year because I don't know what I want to do I don't want to just like like jump 
into anything because like I don't even know what I what I like. I have interest, but I don't know what I want to jump into. So still, I wish I I try to I try to introduce stillness to myself. So I'd just say just be still. I don't know if eighteen year old would me get would get that. I'd say just be still because like you're trying to do, you're confused, but you're not stopping to think. It's just I was trying to do a lot where I was like even because I don't want to say that victory lap didn't help, but. I, I don't remember myself like really like actually trying to think like I'm gonna do this victory lap and I'm just gonna I'm gonna play basketball and I'm gonna do all these other things which is felt like it's another year of just distracting myself so I don't have to really think about it and then literally someone said oh you should do this program and I was like you know I'm gonna do that and it's like oh what am I gonna do next I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this but it's like there was never oh I'm gonna get this I'm gonna make money doing this I'm gonna do this so I'm just like I never yeah just be still because I never I don't really recall many moments where I just sit there and be like. Take a deep breath and be like, are you enjoying this? Is like, is this, are you, are you motivated? Like, is this, and like motivation isn't necessarily like, like you, you do motivation. It's like through the consistency and like um, working towards your goal. But like, I never, I never like just like sat in it and just like thought, how's your, how's your physical health doing? How's your mental health doing? And like, where, where are we going? So just be still. What would you like to offer the listeners? For anyone that's listening, I, I just really want to put the nail, like I, I'm forgetting the analogy, put the like really like hammer home, just the I just the the thought process of like everything's like a process, like everything everything's like a trial and error process, and something that I've like a really every week I do like a weekly reflect and I feel like that that's the one thing too I don't I need to add that part into like doing a, a weekly reflect for yourself some people need to maybe need to do like a daily reflect just reflect of the day you just had but reflecting on what transpired in the last week two days three days just like thinking like really like thinking about what happened like um I guess with with you maybe your your interactions that's kind of it's kind of like a like a deep thing or like a a moment where you need to have stillness to kind of like sit there quiet and just think like how did last week go for me what what was what was that like like why did i get so angry about like this one thing like i, I want people to to get comfortable with being in the stillness cuz it's not it's not comfortable it's not comfortable at all cuz like i've tried Again, I realize that it doesn't work. You can't put it on to people. But I tried to like help other, I don't want to say their names, but I tried to get people to try and like try out the stillness. But I guess they're not in a in a place where they're comfortable because they're like, oh why like I don't want to be like like I don't like it when it's quiet. And that's like, okay, well, yeah, I, I can't I can't force it on you if you don't if you don't want it. But I try I try I really tell people to try to get comfortable because it's it's not an easy place to be. Because when things get quiet, the negative thoughts could come. But sometimes maybe you need to, maybe not the negative self-talk, but like if suddenly things get quiet and then something like upsetting hits you, maybe you need to like really like get into it. Like why? Like, oh, um, this thing is like really upsetting me. It's like, I need to, I need to think like process what's going on here. Like, like a lot of times like you're talking about like uh, with like Javon, like you need to process things. Like it's really important to to process your emotions. Certain certain little emotions, some emotions will come 
at you all throughout the day. Like energy will hit you. Like negative people will like, come through you. You don't necessarily need to let their negativity like sit with you. But if it's your own personal thing, like his own personal struggle that you know that like, oh man, like I haven't talked to uh, my my brother in like two weeks because we had a fight. Like why? Like, what am I really holding on to? That? Is it really that serious? Like God forbid something happens to him. God forbid something happens to me. It's like is that that what we really want to like sit with? Like it's I think it's just I want people to get try to get comfortable being in that in that small in that space of just like of stillness and if you need to time it you know what i mean like don't feel like okay i'm gonna try this hour of stillness and then it's just like oh, that hour didn't work and then it's like i give up on it like try five minutes try 10 minutes try so you have to start small like i said it's a process everything's a process everything's trial and error see what works best for you maybe you need that stillness at the end of the day maybe you need it at the, at the beginning of the day maybe you need it at your lunch period because you need it because your mornings are stressful and then you need stillness to let you the rest of the day be good for you it's just you just try to get find that that moment in your day where you can just be still you know thank you for that yeah stillness Mm -hmm. yeah if more people were in that things would be different in the world too yeah we're so busy going places, doing things, bumping in. And it's like, can you just be in boredom for a bit? Yeah, yeah it is. Um, it is because there's stuff that comes up. And if you don't have the ability or the tools to navigate in that, it overwhelms you. And I think it's really important, like you just said, don't overwhelm your system. And then you all of a sudden have a version and reject it. It's like, listen to your body. Maybe it's only five minutes you can do today, or maybe tomorrow it's an hour, or maybe it's this. Yet, don't overwhelm your body. Listen to it and be curious about it also. Like, be curious of what's really going on. What's, what is this discomfort? Like, be able to see that I have the capacity to experience this, to feel this. And it takes, like you said, a process. It's work. I think a lot of times what people want is an arrival space. Everything will be fine and I won't have to feel no more in life. And that's yeah. it. And it's like, that, that's not life. Yeah. Um, and, and then you have to ask too, like, well, if that was life, would you really enjoy yourself? Yeah, that's like, true. Like you're just in this one state that everything's all bliss. And it's like, uh, how are you able to relate with other people? Yeah, oh, that's true. How can you see them? How do you know what it is to interact with, you know, life and the dynamics of it? And I I get it. I get apprehensive when I see, oh, here comes that cocoon again that I have to go and (laughs) eat myself. And as I watch the snow pouring down in front of me right now, I'm like, oh, it's (laughs) snowing. Okay. Yet where's the curiosity? There's magical things in this, even though it's discomforting and it's not your favorite thing, there's still magical things in here. And yeah. you have to be open for that. If you choose not to, and it's fine. Yet there's a lot of different things that you can find. And it, it requires the tools. It requires recognizing that you have the tools inside you, yet you have to develop them. And you find have to find out what works for you. And to recognize we're here to thrive and we're here to expand and stretch 
stretching sucks. Ask any athlete how much they don't want to do stretching because it brings you into stillness too. You need to slow down. You need to really feel the body and stretch it out. It's like, no, 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 this is a waste of time. Like just go, 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 go fast. And it's like, no stretch so that you can maximize the potential, maximize the energy and that there is longevity in this. But it's, you know, yoga when everybody, a lot of people where it's going mainstream with yoga, it's like, you don't even understand it's to get into your body. This isn't a competition of look what I can do and all this. It's actually those that can do those things is because they've had the ability to get into their body and hold on to the stillness and allow Mm -hmm. themselves to go into the micro parts of your muscles of your nervous system, of your blood system, your, your breath, your lungs. Cause we usually just go into macro and just, you know, that's a car it runs. It's like, Oh wait, did you look at the little fine details of what makes this car run? Now I don't have time. Mm -hmm. Just let me ride in there. And it's like, yet if you, you know, are, if you're interested in critical thinking and looking at the whys of things, you become fascinated, like, oh, okay. And, and take yourself off the hook. Cause yeah. a lot of times we put ourselves on a hook where of harshness and that's just the nervous system being activated. And once we recognize, oh, we're in that state, it's like, no, 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 we can be somewhere else. Like what's going on. And that's where we have mm-hmm. to be able to talk to ourselves in a gentle yeah. way and also know how to reach out for help. Yeah. And not only in a professional way, it's like, and I do understand the professional way because sometimes your family members can't listen to you. Yeah, that's true. They want to save you. Yeah. And yeah, you got to process some shit. And so then you're stuck with trying to save them because you don't want to make them worried where, and they don't have the capacity to listen to you. So then it, you're not getting any kind of benefit from it. Even though you feel safe, there's still some apprehension of safety of, I got to caretake your emotions. I got to caretake how you are, are feeling. I got to think about you before myself. And it's like, that's not helping you. So that's why some, you know, professionals, or when you can find other people that just give a safe space that you can have honesty with yourself. So most of that's, it's as simple as it sounds. That's what it is. We don't know how to be honest with ourselves. And it yeah. takes a discovery. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, tough. It's too simple. And it's like, it, yet look what you're doing. I don't want to hear that. It's that's not what I'm And It's like, well, kind of a little bit, but still that's just how it goes. And it's like, okay. Yet is it serving you? Well, uh, and it's like, I understand uh, the process of being honest and yeah. being aware and also breathing. We use, we take for granted our breath because it's just something physiologically that keeps us alive. We don't even realize that we have an ability to tap into something more powerful with our breath. Mm-hmm. No, it really is powerful. It, it really is. Because <laughs> when you're in a, a lot state, yeah, when you're in a state and all of a sudden you, okay, go into your breath and then you start to see and, oh, wait, what is this space? What's this place? And a lot of us though, we, I don't want to hear that. Don't tell me to breathe. I don't want to hear that shit. Don't tell me. (laughs) And that's why, you know, a lot of people aren't introduced to breath when they're in a safe space. 
They're introduced yeah. to it when they're already heightened and there's no talking to somebody when they're on a ledge. They're mm. wanting to jump. And so you're trying to give them something that makes them even more, it feels more of a threat. And it's like, you have to teach these things when somebody is in a safe space so that then when they're heightened, they understand the tools to, to get into yeah. and so that they can hear it properly that, oh yeah, this simplicity of where's my breath. Uh, okay. Let me be in it. Mm. Um, I hope that makes sense for you. No, it, it does. It, it really does. I, I, with the whole, especially with like, like the breath thing, I've, um, I've, I've found moments where like, I've, I've tried to incorporate like, like a lot more throughout my day. And like, even times like I'm at, if I'm at work and like, I get like really stressed out, I'll just like, cause I have the ability to do this. I can just like, cause like I work like individually, I can just like stop. I just go into like uh like the bathroom or something and just and just breathe. Just take the time and breathe and then I'll and then I can go right back in to work. Not everyone has that freedom. It's just like a specific thing that I have just like with the kind of work that I do. Cause right now I work in a warehouse and a lot of it's just like individual stuff. And yeah, that just that ability to just just like stop, close my eyes. And I sometimes I can even put in my headphones in, like put in some like some like relaxing music and just try to get myself back into a state and just like process what just happened. Like what just made me like have like a mini panic attack or whatever it is. And then I can get, uh, get, but go from there. Yeah. Warrior work, Dion. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. It's warrior work to be gentle. It's warrior work to, t- to give yourself permission to do that. Yeah. And that's what another thing that needs to be taught is, taking the pauses doesn't matter what kind of job you're doing take a pause for a minute yeah that's why i intentionally you know when i'm going through certain drive-throughs or getting service from people i'm having a conversation with them and i see the hustle and bustle oh, we got to go and it's like no i yeah. see you as a human being and they appreciate that mm-hmm. they're like oh my gosh like thank you and some of them start crying cuz oh wow. yeah cuz you know a lot of people are in roles of service and they're not even treated like a human being and they don't yeah. even know how to treat themselves that way. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm in a job and I don't, I'm not entitled to have any feelings. Leave that at the door. You have to be here. And it's like, leave what at the door? Like I'm a human living, breathing thing. So like, yeah. but this treadmill of go faster, go faster. And it's like, you know, the simple thing, my my gratitude that I create in the world when I go out there, every person I go to, I say, I appreciate you. That's a good, that's, that's really good. I feel like I should do that more. <laughs> and you'll probably get a lot of people telling you, I wish there were more people like you in the world. Yeah, I know. Because yeah, you, don't, you don't hear it often. We, a lot of times, like, you may not even say it, but you obviously, like, you do appreciate, especially if it's like loved one and stuff, but like, it's good to, rem- to like to remind people. It's like you know, like I appreciate you, like uh, just even just listening to me for these five minutes. You just heard me ramble, and then just like I appreciate you, like uh, giving me your time, like like those little things like that. It's just um, or even just the basic, I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, just straight, yeah, just straight up. Not even the actions. Not that they yeah. gave you something. Just them as being a being. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I remember I told that to my friend one time and he's like, I don't understand. It's like, I appreciate you for you. Like, I, I, I don't get that. Like I didn't do anything for you. I'm like, you don't have to do anything for me. I appreciate you. And it opened up something for him. He's like, wow. I, wow. 
It's because a lot of times we use appreciation because we receive something or we gave something, not yeah. just the appreciation of life. I appreciate you as a being. Yeah, I appreciate like the connection. Like, you know, again, you don't have to say it. You don't have to like rope it. I'm just thinking like in my yeah. head, it's like yeah, I just. But it's hard like, just to be. You see how difficult it is to simplify our language of I just I appreciate you. I feel like we always try to attach that I appreciate you for because if you just say like you said you tell someone you just appreciate them they're gonna be like for what like they're instantly gonna be like like why do you appreciate like they're like what like, what do I do <laughs> like why why do you appreciate me so I feel like that's why I always like put the comma and then like I add a like why why I appreciate you. but yeah just telling someone that you just like it's like I appreciate you and just letting it that's the stillness yeah. That's the stillness you have to sit in yeah, and let them be awkward with it. Yeah. And that's the connection. That's the, this space between thoughts. That's the space between words that you can meet mm-hmm. people into and for them to see, like, I've forgotten just to appreciate my existence mm-hmm. because we are very indoctrinated that appreciation comes from an action, a doing, I just appreciate you but I didn't do anything for you. You have to do something for me to appreciate you. Yeah. Even to a stranger. Yeah. yeah true. It almost feels like transactional. It's just like, I can only appreciate you if you do something for me. Like you only just, yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, just, yeah. I don't know. I'm just like really taking in what you said. Like, it's just, I never really thought of it like that. I'm trying to process it. <laughs> yeah. And it's awkward until you do it a few times and recognize it. It's like, and and while you're saying it to somebody else, you're actually receiving it too. Yeah. And reminding yourself, are you actually appreciating this person to the degree that you can? Mm-hmm. Because it brings more accountability in. But it's that stillness, that silence that we've been so anchored in. It has to be an action. It has to be a doing for you there to be an appreciation. Yeah. And then we get so wired with that where it's like, no, I just appreciate you for you. Yeah. Just your existence, you being there. And that makes a person feel seen in a world where a lot of people don't feel seen and that's what they're seeking for. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're longing for it. So, yes, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> I receive it. Thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast. I greatly appreciate your vulnerability. This enriching conversation of allowing us to go into some in-depth intimacy and your thought processes and what you've experienced. So thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing yourself with everyone. Thank you so much for having me on. This is, um, I'm taking a lot from this conversation and it helped me like reflect a lot and even just yeah like because talking about my brother is like when i talked about him like on my like my own podcast it was just like uh it's just like a one-sided thing where i was just kind of just, like pouring out but getting to, to go back and forth with someone was definitely like a different experience and then obviously just like hearing your feedback and again you you experienced loss with your with your grandmother at a young age so just kind of um, like us like connecting on that and then just speaking on um, a lot of variety of topics that um, are very important. And, you know, I just really, I, I was really excited to come on here. And that's why I, I did it, obviously. 
and uh, I, I appreciate you and um, thank you for having me on. Thank, thank you very much. Remember to be kind and gentle with yourself. It's important. (laughs) Very important. Thank you for making it all the way to the end. I appreciate you and your time. If you found anything that was relevant, or perhaps there's somebody that you think can benefit from this podcast, please share it out. Help grow the community. Help grow Lift Oneself. You can find more information on our website at www.liftoneself.com. Until next time, be sure to be kind and soft with yourself. You matter. Mm-hmm.